When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dick Toledo here, and I want to say thanks for downloading, streaming, and sharing everything from our Morning Sickness podcasting page. Today's podcasting content is being brought to you by Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Visit them in Scottsdale off the 101 in Indian School or online at chapmandodge.com. You know, some people say the only thing better than something big is saving big on that something big. It's Dick Toledo, and what's the one thing nearly everyone wants or needs to go anywhere or to help you to get stuff done? A truck. Check that. A big truck. And right now at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can save big during Ram Power Days on every new Ram truck. So see the big savings for yourself and visit them at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 and Indian School Road or simply do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more. Thank you, Inept Hero. Uh, off we go. Broken leg reactions will now be part of the song. I love that. Oh, no! I don't know why that's funny to me. Uh, I enjoyed that. I like to build in that. Yeah, people are uh, emailing me about the tubing thing. And then I also got an- another thing. But uh, well, Where'd that go? That was a good one. I got to go through all the clicks. Find it again. Click that. There it is. So, so John, isn't it funny how if your wife uh, catches you watching porn and masturbating, even if it's on Zoom, you got to apologize to like, your friends and family. But if she did it, it would be like the greatest thing ever praised and encouraged. I have to wonder if, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dana, what's her Perino over there on Fox? She's she's pretty. Or one of the pretty Fox ladies. I don't think any of the ladies over there on uh, CNN. Uh, you got that Aaron Burnett. That's a lady you don't want to see doing it. Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon. You don't want to see those ladies at it. None of those. <laughs> Rachel you, Maddow. Rachel Maddow. You don't want to see her doing it. But, like, one of the pretty ones, if she was doing a Zoom meeting masturbation, it would be... Where do I get my hands on this tape? Nobody's looking for Jeffrey Tubin's Zoom meeting recordings, but he's got to apologize. It's a big it's speak a, for yourself, John. They'd be back on the next day. Well, maybe you do, but if if she was caught in a Zoom meeting, one of the hot news anchors, she'd be back to work the next day for sure. They'd no probably question. do an emergency uh, show that night. She'd probably get a show. Yeah, yeah she we gets, need you to come yeah. in. We need you to come in for a second and tell us what's going on, and talk about how you're addicted to sex because people will that will crush. You got a couple of those Fox ladies that are just totally just ramped up. I'd like to see that happen. And the excuse of like, you know, I mean, how many guys do those satellite interviews from home? How many times has this happened and Jeffrey Tubin's doing that while like, Anderson Cooper's and he's never been caught? Like it's almost a challenge in a way. Just <laughs> it is high, now. High risk. It's the big fap challenge and it's to cure Alzheimer's. It's like that ice bucket thing. Uh, I loved every second last night. I, I, you know what was funny? As a person who hates 31 NFL teams, I usually go with my gut once the game starts. Like, who am I going to hate tonight? And uh, the Cardinals and Cowboys is a tough one for me because the Cardinals, I had issues when I worked there uh, with them. And that was mainly the Bill Bidwell years. And this, is, where, a try. Look, this is bitterness going back to 2002. And I admit that. But I hate them anyway. But they hired me to do a pregame show thing. I did it. I did it well. Uh, Then all of a sudden they had some beef with paying me and just decided not to. And it was all over about $2,000 for an entire – I was doing it on the cheap. I was doing every Sunday. I was doing the pregame. I'm doing writing stuff and all sorts of things. And I think the whole grand sum was $2,500 that I was going to do eight home games. 
I remember setting that up when I first got here yeah. with you at the down by the stadium. Yeah. So I would go down there and do the big red pregame, and I was the voice of the fan. And so they'd give me a five minute segment every week to go do a thing, and I would talk about what fans were thinking. The Cardinals were horrible. And we're at Sun Devil Stadium, and I would make fun of the team a little bit because I thought that's the voice of the fan. The voice of the fan was not to sit and praise them after a thirty-eight to three loss to a to the Rams. You know, you'd, you'd you'd find reasons to you know blame the team for stinking. What fans actually say? Well, they're like, we don't like that. Why don't you voice of the fan who's positive? And I'm like, well, then I'm, but I'm not a fan of your team. Like you've got a voice of the fan, like a guy who's like saying what people think. Oh. uh, why don't you wear a little thing in your ear and we'll tell you when you're getting out of line? And I'm like, no. So I had uh, my first marriage, and uh, this was, I guess it was 2003. And then so I, uh, I didn't do any research for the game because uh, I had a bachelor party the night before and there were strippers. And I just nice. brought up the fact that I'm like, look, I didn't talk to anybody about this game. So last night I did my research and I asked Dakota and Sapphire what they thought the Cardinals should do different and then said that as she came up between my legs, and all of a sudden they're freaking out. Like, we don't think we can have you doing this anymore. All right. Well, just give me my check and go. We're not going to pay you either. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, that's we're, we're seven weeks of work in, and you're going to pay me. Well, no. Now, now that And I'm like, wait, you didn't pay me the entire time, and now you've waited for, to the end of the season to say we didn't like it, and now we're not going to. This wasn't a trial offer. So we went back and forth about that for a long time. So I've hated the Cardinals for that long. Plus, Just some. hearing some stories from uh, you know the players that would come yeah. in here. Oh, Eric Hill, I sat everything next to him to in that pregame. And he, and... Look, the, the guys I was on the show with loved it because I was saying everything they weren't allowed to say. Yeah. And then, you know, I had season tickets in 94, 95, and in 94 I had the tickets. 95 I renewed them even though they moved me back. And then if they said, if you want more, after a 4-12 and 12 season, they said, if you want tickets for next year, the price just doubled and you can't have the ones you had. We're, this is the section you're in, which was like on top of the mountain. I'm like, I'm not, why are you, well, you keep moving me back and raising the prices and because they were trying to get out of that stadium. So I just canceled them. I've been bitter about it. But last night I'm watching, I'm like, God, I think I hate the Cowboys even more. So I rooted it, and I hate that Ezekiel. I know you like him, Brady, but that awful Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys. He had and a I tough go. thought it was really funny last night because I, I text a friend. I said, he just keeps eating imaginary soup, like buckets of imaginary soup every time he does something good. And then he fumbles so often, he should have a pantomime of purging. He's bulimic. Yeah, he's bulimic. He eats so much soup during the game, but when things go wrong. And then I notice that when they're getting their ass kicked, there's no more soup for Ezekiel. He doesn't eat soup anymore, which I just love. He got time out. Oh, I love that. Somebody told him, stop eating the imaginary soup every time you do something good when we're losing by 20 or more. That's the rule. No imaginary soup bowls for your awesome. He is such a – that whole team is so overrated – and media blown up fantasy football number team. It's always been. And it, well, but at least they used to win. I used to say it about Tony Romo all the time. Yeah. I always said Tony Romo is a fantasy football quarterback. He changed how we look at football um, because fantasy football loved Tony Romo. He put up numbers, but he couldn't win big games. He couldn't win games. Matthew Stafford's the same way. Matthew Stafford is a fantasy football quarterback. I totally agree. And there's guys who now have had jobs in the league because – their statistics, like Dan Marino would have been an amazing fantasy football quarterback, but the guy won. He couldn't get to the Super Bowl, yeah. but it was because his general manager couldn't get him what a throw team. It? But he could whip it all over in, a, in an era you couldn't throw. But, you know, there's like Dak Prescott, I, I got to hand it to Jerry Jones, not paying him, even though it's an awful thing what happened to him. This team is so overpaid. So I was rooting for the Cardinals last night. I found myself. It, what did a it have anything fan. to do with Jerry Jones' birthday, too, being that? Was night? it Jerry's yeah. birthday? I didn't Supposed catch that. It was a celebration. Jerry's in trouble because he's like 78 now, maybe even older. This is it for him. He can't rebuild. Junior's taking over. Well, it doesn't matter Ah. if Junior's taking over. Jerry wants to see another trophy show up, and it doesn't look like this team. And he's been throwing out the pocketbook. Oh, he's paid, man. He's paid a lot of people. But watching that last night was so satisfying because – in my head, I thought to myself, Jerry Jones will never see another Dallas Cowboys championship. And then I'm like, man, that's dark. <laughs> I was really getting deep into this. And I really believe that that's true. He can't, that, they have to rebuild again. Well, they, that was great. they have the cooler on the team. Who's that? Andy Dalton? Yeah. Yeah. You say I mean, that. Well, you got, no. Yeah, I'm that worked out well last yesterday. Last night yeah. is a taste of basically watching the Bengals over the couple of years. No, no, no. You can't At least blame, he won a little you more. You can't but, blame but Andy the, Dalton. The thing for that the he Bengals. left on. 
No, I'm not. Well, he's a big part you, of it. No, Marvin Lewis was a big part of it. Yeah. That team made the playoffs seven years in a row and didn't yeah. win one game because they coached themselves right out of every game. There's a combo. Andy Dalton had two. He, it wasn't Dalton. You loved Dalton. <laughs> you loved Dalton as a Bengal. You wouldn't the red shut riffle, up about would, Well, I he left the OH. Rifle. He don't like him no yeah. more. That's true. He's out of the OH. Yeah, if anything, Andy Dalton's rap is that he'll get you to the playoffs and then he can't win a game, but that's more on his coach. Last night, he's just old now, and he was never that good to begin with. He'll be back, though. Oh, people were talking Andy Dalton MVP, and I don't want to hear that. Back when Bengals were a pretty good team and making the playoffs, they were, oh, Dalton's going to be the MVP. Vontez, perfect. I remember talking to Tom Brenneman before he wasn't allowed to speak anymore. Great man. We were up at El Choro. Let me tell you something about perfect. Now, this guy, he gets a bad rap, but he's the most talented guy in the field every single game. Gentle. He's a gentle man. And I'm also going to tell you that if Andy Dalton gets the line in front of him, you've got a Roger Staubach clone back there. This guy is something. Yeah, they I'll are tell you right now, too. And he used to tell me that all the time. Next year, the Bengals will usurp the Steelers oh. as the kings of the North, and they will hold that. For a good 10 years. I mean, there's a new boss in town. Marvin Lewis is the finest coach in football. And you're nothing more than the mayor of city. I'm like, Hold all up. right, well, let's <laughs> calm her down a little time. Thanks, pal. Bengal fans were super excited about Dalton. And you had Ocho Cinco and Hushman Zada and then Loaded AJ Green came along. Please. And he had numbers. But fantasy football quarterbacks are always ones that I'm like, I love when they get paid because that team's going nowhere. The Lions. You're absolutely right about Matthew Stafford. Meh. Never going to be anything, but they're always going to have that, oh, my God, Matthew Stafford's so great. There's plenty of fantasy football quarterbacks out there. You say that about Matty Ice until he went to the Super Bowl. Matty Ice was a fantasy football quarterback. I thought he was better than that, but, I mean, his big problem was always defense. Like, they they never had a decent defense. Once they got it, he was great. Matty Ice was all right. I could see him squeaking at a Super Bowl. But I never saw him as a dominant player. No. He's a he's a fantasy football star, which I absolutely love. And then you see guys like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never been your first pick in fantasy football. Nope, ever. Nope. But he's got all the championships Consistent. and all. Yeah, you get 260 yards a game and give me a couple touchdowns. Don't turn it over. I mean, right now, my guy Ben Roethlisberger is ranked like 17th out of the starting quarterbacks of whether or not you'd want him. You look ahead of who's ahead of him. It's te- guys on losing teams. Yep. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is a guy you're like, you'd rather have him. He's a be- and, and dummies think that he's better. I'm like, no, he's not. He, but he, his fantasy yeah, stats. His fantasy say, stats are getting guys paid. Ben's I, never been a fantasy quarterback, though. I mean, he had one year. Yeah, one or two years. Yeah, one, two years but, I mean, in 2018. almost 5,000 yards. He did have 5,000 yards. Yeah. 2018, he was the, the, the right behind Drew Brees. Yeah. They both had 5,000 yard seasons. And that's, you know, he's not built for that. Right. But, you know, they've become more pass happy with these receivers and stuff, but he's still not going to throw up 350 yards a game and four. He, he'll have occasional games like that, but it's basically like a balanced team. Those are the teams you that win. When Mapletron finally kicks it in here, he's great. But it, 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 yeah, Mapletron will have great games and they'll have all that, but he's never going to be the guy that's like fantasy superstar because he'll have those games with 179 yards, one touchdown, one pick, and they win. Yeah, you don't want that. But I, I was I was really oddly happy to watch the Cowboys just suffer last night at the hands of the Cardinals. And the only problem I had with it was all my bird fan friends exactly. started That's the chirping only at I had last me. Night too. I got Jim Sharp up my ass. I got, we're the hottest team in football. Carla Murray's an MVP candidate. Why are you telling me, Chirpy? You're the one who's insecure, evidently, or you wouldn't have to bother the Steeler fan on your big night. Text another Chirp fan. Beat the Rams and Seahawks and then yeah, you can and Chirp. Yeah, and then bark at me. Yeah. Everybody's putting 38 up on the Cardinals, or on the Cowboys. Yep. It's a thing. So much, and, and Sharp last night from KTAR posts this thing on on uh, his Twitter, and he says, uh, this makes up for all those times up in 90-degree weather sitting at Sun Devil Stadium watching the Cowboys beat on us. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because you know what will never make up for it? That room of trophies the Cowboys got from those years. Stop it. And you can't grandstand on them when they're bad. And, yeah, and you can't step on the prom queen when Even she's when asleep. They're good. Yeah, if the prom queen's asleep because she passed out drunk <laughs> and you went in there and did stuff to her, you're a rapist. You're not You're not accomplishing anything. Take her out on a date. But to... to 
you know, take an incapacitated girl and say, yeah, no longer that. the prom queen. Yeah, right. She's not. Been she was. For a couple of years. She's 48 now. Yeah. She still wears the tiara because you keep putting it on her. And then uh, my friend Colin gets on his Dave Pratt Lies account and says something terrible to Sharp that I wrote. But he he, he flips it around. And then Sharp's like, all right, Holmberg. <laughs> Sharp gets upset because I've known Jim Sharp for years. And Jim was a Bronco fan when I first met him. Late 90s. They'd won two Super Bowls. One of those that flipped when he came here? Uh, no. he's. But he was a Bronco fan. And then the Broncos were no good after John Elway. And all of a sudden, he's got Cardinal stickers on his car, and he's a loyal Cardinal fan. And if you ask him now, I always when he, whenever he gets excited, I'm like, and also your Broncos beat the Patriots this weekend. You had a great weekend. All the teams you support won. <laughs> and he gets upset at me. Sharp's an easy t- an easy twist. He gets he gets bugged by it. But yeah, uh, chirp fans have to settle down. Every win is not the Super Bowl. You guys have to calm it, calm her down a little bit. But it was nice to watch the Cowboys get blasted, and I would love Ezekiel. Because he's such a good mind. I think that's what he's best at. I think he's been, since college when they taught him to be a – he must have – did he major in memory at Ohio State? Because <laughs> he's he, so he, good he at started miming. He uh, started eating soup there probably – Did he eat soup early on? Not early oh, on. Oh, he loves yeah. soup. Just imaginary yeah, bowl of soup after imaginary porridge. And I forgot where he uh, – I was wondering who started eating soup the first because he wasn't the first. He loved doing it all the yeah, time. Someone, the feed me thing started – Right yeah, probably there. a wide it was from receiver. the pros, and then he picks it up. It's so great, though, that he eats the soup, and then two yeah. fumbles a game means that he's full, and he shouldn't be running. And he pukes up all the things he's been eating. All that soup gets thrown up all over, and the other team ends up with the ball. It's hilarious. I love it. Pay him more. Pay all those Cowboys. And Jerry Jones will he'll be sitting there on his, in his bed talking to somebody through a plexiglass wall because he can't see him. Just get me one more title. Give Dak $40 billion. Hilarious. So, Cowboy fans. No, your boy started it. Funny. He did. did he? Ezekiel court started the, the... Court of the internet. Every All first right. down you eat soup? The feed me soup, yep. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I got some soup. Mmm. <laughs> I just had a first down run. More soup. Om nom nom. And then fumble. <laughs> I just puked up all that soup. Clearly the bigger name. Got it. And then they're like, "Eh, screw those other guys. He started it. Give it to Zeke. Yep. I want him to own that. As much as he fumbles and eats imaginary soup, I want him to have a pantomime for when he fumbles. And I want it to be, uh, you know, it would be great because they do all those celebrations. I'd like it if Andy Dalton ran over after a fumble and acted like he was holding uh, Zeke's hair while he pukes up all that imaginary soup. (laughs) Get it out. I hate that eat soup thing. (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. Hey, you got one one quality win in your last two years. Shh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But I love soup. Okay, you'll get He's the endorsement. Unlimited supplies now. He's got tons of soup. The yeah. contract. Well, of course, that's what gets you the soup contract. <laughs> Very funny though. And the best move for him was putting that thing in his nose. Because he was so attractive to begin with, and now he's got that thing in his Multiple. nose. I think he's got two giant <laughs> boogers hanging out of each nostril. He's a good-looking good looking guy. And he just loves soup. Ah, Cardinal fans, I hope you enjoyed it last night. But I did. I, uh, I discovered that last night. I was like, I sit down and measure within the first few minutes who to hate more. I'm like, I really hate those Cardinals. But I think tonight I hate the Cowboys more, mainly because of Ezekiel Elliott's hair. It's easier, too, if you're not a, a fan of that team and right when they go up to the box and show Jerry Jones up there. Yeah, I don't mind Jerry. I kind of like <laughs> Jerry. It's like the, the evil empire. Uh, once Andy way, Dalton but... takes his helmet off and I'm like, oh, God, I can't look at that. Good looking. Looking root good for that. Good looking ginger. God. That is a deep red. Those, de- those devil eyebrows. <laughs> the awful chiseled devil eyebrows. What's going on here? Ew. It was great. 
but yeah, I just I like it. But bird fans, you got to calm down. You got one win. You beat a bad team yesterday, and it's fun to say that beat a bad Cowboys team. But always remember this, Cardinal fan. When Bill Bidwell was shouting during realignment that we can't lose the Cowboys, that's the biggest rivalry we've got. And the Cowboys said, the Cardinals? It's the fourth biggest rivalry in the NFC East for us. And they made a point to say, we don't need those games. But Bill Bidwell was saying, we have two sellouts a year at Sun Devil Stadium, and one of them is when the Cowboys do not take that from me. That's our natural rival. And the Cowboys looked at each other like, who said that? The Cardinals did? The baseball ones? or <laughs> I'd rather play them. So the Cowboys have never looked at the Cardinals like anything, and the Cardinals still have a hard-on for the Cowboys. John, am I a chirpy Cardinal fan if I bring a uh, Soup Nazi poster to the next Hilarious. Cowboys game? N- do it. Hilarious. <laughs> Who wants soup? No soup for you. That's great. <laughs> uh, it's the best sign in, uh, in football, uh, the best sign in baseball you might see tonight. I saw twice, and then it's going around the internet. And I don't know when this started, but uh, the Devil Rays mascot. Have you seen the thing he held up no. that said uh, Tampa Rays list of things to do? One, Steve Irwin, and it's crossed off, oh. <laughs> and it says two, win World Series. Oh, yeah. The mascot was running around with that. Oh my! <laughs> Rays list of things to do. I did. One, Steve Irwin, crossed oh off. It's awesome. It's the raise to-do list. Then they got a picture of the late crocodile oh. hunter and the number two thing, World Series. Now, that is at a game with a crowd, so I'm wondering. That's got to be old. Because that's yeah. circular. I'm wondering if that's when they were in the World Series last time and they got beat by the Phillies. And what oh, is, oh, in 2008? You know, the worst World Series of all time because the last game was one inning long because of all the snow delays in Philadelphia. Yeah, that doesn't look like it's photoshopped in either. No. How <laughs> awesome is the mascot for the Rays for even doing that, even if that is 2008, because that had to be right around the – if that's the case, that had to be really right close. when he did it. That's, that's, that's a, that's that's a fresh a, kill. Rays, yeah, Steve Irwin was still telling his family he loved him on a deathbed. There. 2006 he died. So okay, it so there. it was a year and a half Whoa. later. I'm pulling for the Rays now. I know. I, you know what? Just on that alone, I don't care if it's new or not. And Tripp is a huge Dodgers fan, and he says to me, he goes, I went in and I uh, yesterday I was talking to him. I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, I have to tell you. I am a little disappointed. I'm like, oh, here we go. The way our America, the way America's pastime is being treated on your show is abhorrent. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Not one mention of the Dodgers in the World Series? Like, yeah, well, I'm speaking for the entire group of uh, people when I say uh, nobody gives a f- about baseball this year at all, and it's so true. Dodger fans are happy. I guess Rays fans are happy. Rays fan? Yeah, exactly. Well, who's it. that guy? Yeah, I don't know yeah. any Rays fans. I don't fans. know any of them. Hilarious. But uh, it was pretty good. And then uh, Sunday, this is Miss Megan Rounds, too. Uh, the, you got the audio for this, Rich. Mm-hmm. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were talking uh, off, again, like the same as Tom Brenneman. They were off mic chatting away, and the mics were on. And uh, at the stadium for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, a flyover happened, and these two had this conversation, which is pretty good. That's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. All of Texas just disowned Troy Aikman. Yep. Is, now is that play that again? Or, or play it one more being, time. Yeah, play, I think he's going again. after Joe. The other way a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's not a pro Biden. That's no. your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that. I, right I don't now. know if he's if he's he's slamming him. I think that's a pro Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, it's a pro Trump. But he's the one who first says that's an awful lot of jet fuel for just a little flyover. That's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. I think that's your. So he's complaining about the fly, he's complaining about the flyover. I think we're pulling crap out of our ass now to try and throw at the wall. These guys mean? are in trouble for the first. I don't. They're not in trouble. Nobody's in yeah. trouble. No. I'm just saying we're trying to figure out which way they're going yeah, uh, on that. Because I don't know if they, they don't get upset. Uh, he's point? a he's a Biden Harris. No, 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 he's, no, he's got either one of them. Stuff on his either one of them. <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I'm just trying to figure out which way it went. 
It sounds like he's making a dig at Joe, but but like you said, he's the one that brings. He's he the brings first up person the waste. that says like this is a waste of money. Right. Or they're fuel. both on the same. Page I think they're both on the same that, page. Making that point, and yeah. the risk of that is uh, Troy Aikman is not going to. That won't go over well in Texas. Yeah, he's beloved in Dallas. That is not a. Uh, you know, Austin is, but Dallas. I I talk to Ian still all the time, and he's a gay Republican, and Dallas is the greatest is place. It's such a thing ever. He wants to go work for that uh, Florida radio station, which is called Trump Trump Country. Yeah, and uh, it's just where he was doing little. Uh, was he doing phone or something? No, no. Or? He oh, wants to be one. like their morning show because they just said we're going to start this place called Trump Country, and it's a radio station. And and I'm like, big gay morning show on a Republican. They would embrace uh-huh. you like you have no idea because you represent everything they're supposed to hate. Yep. And if they're nice to you. They look better. They get, Trump country having a huge gay morning show like Ian from England. <laughs> Phenomenal. The program director's an idiot. And but uh, who I can't starts, understand him? Yeah, well, that homosexual that's on that Trump country. You know, he loves uh, first things first. He loves Trump. He loves America. And then he, he loves puffing on Peters. But we'll get rid of that third thing in my brain. Yeah, that guy loves to... He's blowing his way through Florida. But you know what? He's doing it for God and country except for the God part. Ian hosting appearances <laughs> on the uh, Python Roundups. Oh, man. I'm in Campfield. We're out in the Everglades in a Python, ra- Python Roundup. What are they called? Unbelievable. We're out here right now. I can't wait to get a big, giant snake in my hand. I oh, bet my. that's a fact, huh, queer bait? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Trump 2020. Oh, right. I forgot. You're one of them. You like him. Tell me something. What's it taste like? <laughs> I got to I got to know. I'll never I know. I'll never I, know because it's against Lord Christ. And I can't potato bug. <laughs> and I can't bug up, although I've given her a go. I got a cousin with a spine like a slinky. He can do it. Well, he can do it. He's done it in front of us. When we get drunk, we, we hammer out. He'll get it in there. I don't know if he can bob he on it. He still won't tell me what it tastes but like. But he won't tell us what it tastes like with any sort of authority. You know. Is it all the same? Girl bits all taste different. Sometimes it smells like butterscotch. Sometimes it smells like Ludfisk. <laughs> Is it true about pineapple juice? <laughs> if you drink more of it, do you want to drink more of it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We'll be right back with more Chump Country uh, in Campfield in the morning. <laughs> All his calls will be, hey, man, Trump 2020. Right, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> what's it taste like? All right, we've already gone over that. I can't take it Let's anymore. go back to the phones. Welcome to Ian Campfield, Trump, Trump Country 2020. What you got? Hey, Ian, it's me again. I was curious. Um, <laughs> how much spit does it take? To make it not hurt. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Joe Biden spot ads. First timer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. Very curious. Uh, <clears throat> when you lose your flower as a boy, does it? Do you ruin the sheets like a girl does? Yes. No, well, no. In a different way. We don't have a hymen. Is that what you're asking? What's a hymen? Never mind. <laughs> More wanted to know anyway, about... Anyway, Trump 2020, man. <laughs> right. Thanks for calling. Play a little Dixie Chicks. They're just the chicks now. Not in my world, they're not. They'll always be the Dixie Chicks. Long live the South. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I want that show so bad. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know how he's – but he talks about Dallas like it's – he sends me pictures. He's walking through this neighborhood, this gigantic house, gargantuan, and it's got Trump flags all over it. He goes, I was taking – my neighbors have this up in their neighborhood. And I'm like, first off, your definition of neighbor is liberal. (laughs) You don't live anywhere near that house. (laughs) I'm like, what is it, like a five-mile radius is your neighbor? Right. It was a bit of a walk. But still, this is what I love about this place. <laughs> the like, flattery. Don't, don't try to fool me into thinking that you live in like a 20,000-square-foot mansion. You're not even working. They fired you in eight months. Right. But get the point. They love it. They have guest quarters above the garage. <laughs> right, yeah. Or what are you on, some rich old man hunt today? 
Got nothing to do with your day but wander through rich neighborhoods? Right, available for action. Anyone? Take us? But he's found a few other gay Republicans over there. I don't think Troy Aikman's going to – I think that's going to get made fun of quite a bit over there. I don't think – but it is kind of a weird one because it could be a shot and it could be the real thing. I can't tell. Were they role-playing? Have people talk like that? You always hear that. It's a lot of jet fuel, the people that feel that way. Well, I've never understood the flyovers. Like when we did it for our workers and everybody said, oh, that was just money they'd set aside for uh, some show that they were supposed to do, but COVID canceled it. I'm like, well, why don't we just leave the planes on the ground then? Well, we've already spent the money. On what? If they haven't flown yet. Well, the, save the, the military will say a couple things. One, it helps promote them. It's and, a commercial. And, yeah. And the other side, because they're always low on pilots, looking for pilots. Are they? Yeah. No kidding. I didn't know that. I had no idea. That's probably true. They don't train you to be a pilot. Right. You show you gotta, up a pilot, right? What, in the Air no, Force? No, you, you have to go to officers. Officers, but they train you. To, I didn't know. I don't know how it works. You have you to go to the flying. academy or the the college, right? The Air Force. Yeah, you have to do their. You can go through Air Force. You can go through Navy. Right for for pilot training. Because our buddy yeah. Ted was going to go through. Oh, that's he was right. going to go through the uh, the officer training and become a pilot. And that's right. And he Captain could fly. Coronado. Yeah. Yep. Captain Coronado. Captain Coronado. Yeah. He was going to bomb everybody. who Didn't like Portillos. <laughs> He's dropping wet beef all over every uh, foreign nation. Take that, you muzzy scum. <laughs> <laughs> A little wet beef. Threw some pork in it, too. It's going to burn your mouth. It's called the Allah sandwich. Dip wet. All, all the missiles are painted on Portillo. <laughs> Portillo's. Brought to you by the delicious treats at Portillo's. I get myself a wet beef. You muzzy scums can eat that. But I'm going to drop some pork sliders on there and fool you, and you're going to get in there. Next thing, you're eating hell meat. See you in hell, scum. <laughs> Ted would have loved that. Oh, Dropping man. pork on the Middle East. <laughs> you know who who would have moved to the Middle East? Brady. Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> He'd have been in standing a with his mouth open like Chicken Little. Pork bombs. <laughs> pork bombs. I wish we'd go to war with pork bombs. Give me a camel all right out yeah. there. <laughs> I'll stop this scourge. <laughs> Muzzy scum. Please stop calling us that. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, I'm sure all the uh, music for this morning is based completely on Jeffrey Tubin's A lot of it. Jerk a lot of it is. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty great, though. Oh, and by the way, I got, I'm getting emails from our uh, contestants in the uh, big uh, ex-caged ECC. clam fight, the ECC. Uh, the word pal, according to Kathleen Thompson, one of the fighters in our, our girl fight that's hopefully going to happen in early next year. Debate. Debate. Oh, it's Remember, a debate. It's you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. It's a debate. Personal ass liquor is what PAL stands for. Brady had an idea last week to have our prisoners give us prison slang and then do like a, a thing where we're like, and now we go behind the bars to find out what this means. And then we'll say the word, and then Jay or Kathleen will be like, uh, I chin check a bitch to make her my PAL. <laughs> and that's how you talk prison slang with Jay Gudentalk. Break that down. Yeah, break that down. That's a great idea. Because we I, learned about ankle last week. Yeah, ankle's the best. <laughs> two feet lower I don't lower know if there's a topper. You're but. an ankle. What does that mean, I'm an ankle? You're two feet lower than a C word. <laughs> Good stuff there, jailbird. <laughs> Personal ass liquor is pretty solid because that's what it sounds like every time somebody calls you, pal. What's up, pal? Ian, I was in jail for a little bit. Do you, is the pal thing real with you folk? What's that, then? It's a personal ass liquor. Do you have your own, like, like ass butler? Where do I get an ass butler? I would assume you got an ass butler. You got a lot of cleaning to do there. And again, the taste <laughs> thing. Aww. And tell me. <clears throat> uh, like, when you go to the bathroom, it's got to just be yoo-hoo all the time. It can't. There's, <laughs> there's no possible way. Red gates. You've busted that change pouch. There's no way that thing's back to tightening. Like, you can't. You can't hold it in, right? It just tumbles out like potatoes out of a tube. You Once got, the sleeping mini- bag's out of the bag, you can't get it back in there. You got right. a mini like lift master in there, like don't you? What Jeremy just said, it's like stuffing muffins back in a tin or getting toothpaste back in the tube, right? That's your, it's ruined. Loose. Right, no, it has its own mechanism to re-tighten, just like a girl. But it's not like a girl, really, is it? <laughs> 
You're still using that word. <laughs> you want to be one, but you're not. <laughs> Mainly because of them balls. What do you do with the balls? Do, do you clack them? Do you clack them like those things on rich people's desks that tick tock, tick tock back and forth with the balls with the clackers? Yes, we clack balls. <laughs> All right, anyway, Trump 2020. Play some more Dixie Chicks. Cut or uncut? Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. Hey, Ian. <laughs> hey, it's me again. It's your listener. Trump 2020. Hey, my buddy Brady and I were talking. We were curious. What was your question again? Cut or uncut? Oh, yeah. You like them cut or uncut? <laughs> well, it doesn't really make a difference to me. I like them both. Is it true about the uncut ones that there's like a whole... Uh, how you put it, like a whole Gouda situation going on underneath Smegma. That. Oh, God, damn. Fromagerie. No, that's like a, nobody wants your word. That's gross. Keep it classy, douche. But is there a smegma? Smegma's way too. <laughs> Fromagerie. Right. Yes, we go to the, we, it's fromage-like, yes. It's like a charcuterie in there. <laughs> Just meats and cheeses. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, meats and cheeses and Jesus. That's what I like. That's the holy charcuterie, Brady. It is. Meats and cheeses and Jesus. Cheeses for Jesus. Cheeses for Jesus. Forget about it. Supposed to eat that? Holy monger. Oh, holy monger. That's right. Cheese monger. It's pretty great that only my voice is on the phone and all my friends are just coming through loud and clear. We're on a conference call, but their connection is so much better. Zoom call. Yeah, it's a Zoom call. Tubin's going crazy. Enos, I'm in 5G. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm still in 1G, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be right back with more Trump Country, Florida. And who's the genius in radio? We work in radio, we all know. Bunch of morons. You know what we should do is start a radio station dedicated to Trump's re-election, and we'll call it Trump Country. Sir, and keep it going. the election is two weeks from now. If he loses, then what? Uh, hadn't thought that far ahead because I'm, I'm a radio executive, so I don't know. We'll call, uh, we'll, we'll get to... Kamala Country. Yeah. Kamala Country. <laughs> oh, be careful with that. Yeah. Oh, Brady. <laughs> I'd listen to that one, too. Hey, Ian. I won't be on that station. We need some, uh, what we need is like three or four executives in a room with all different ideas, two consultants, and uh, yeah, and, and everybody has to have a resume that looks like a Manhattan phone book. That's how we'll know we're doing it right. How many places have you been fired from? 44. Oh my God, that's fantastic. You're still very qualified. Come Hired. on. Hired. Hired. You ascend through failure in radio. It's amazing. You start Monday. I've had 63 jobs. I'm the most qualified guy in radio of all time. Wait, you're in charge of the entire place? Yes, I've had over a thousand jobs. <laughs> I've been fired from every city in this country, and I've got an idea. He Two knows weeks his before way the around. This guy knows every radio station nook and cranny, and the whole—he's been fired by the worst and the best. He'll know what to do. Put him in charge of it. Wait a minute—he didn't know what to do. Put him in charge of everything, and then have him get mad at people who haven't been fired a lot. It's hilarious. Consultants are hilarious because you know that they're all patting each other on the back for the attention they got for the Trump country station. But it's dead in two weeks if the guy loses. Even if he wins, though, is it really going to be a big deal no, after it's, that? Right. It's, I mean, it's, look, the, it's a stunt. Brett, you've only worked in KUPD, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not consultant qualified yet. No, I, haven't went to 40 I, I learned early places. that uh, first and foremost, they're idiots. Yeah. All of them. The ones that aren't are the ones that tell you most of us are idiots. There's a guy named Fred Jacobs who I think is awesome. Oh, he's and great. We work with him all the time, and Fred is amazing. Uh, he's got a few tools under his uh, uh, employ. Mm. There's a couple of guys in there like, I wouldn't listen to a word this idiot has to say, but that's just me. I'm comfortable shoes. I don't have to listen to those idiots. We sat in a meeting at our old station once, The Zone, and the consultant said, through our research. <laughs> Were you in on this or was it just a, a promo or just a staff meeting? I don't know if the sales department we had, was there. We had I know you had your meetings. Own, but I don't know if you had the this research one. Research. Yeah, go ahead. But they And t- stop me if I'm wrong because yeah. this is exactly how Brady and I used to, to deal with. Brady was in sales and I was on the air. What we discovered through our research was our listeners love the name The Zone. They love it. Yep, the, we were there. Yeah, The Zone is one of the best names. and re- High marks on all of it. So what we think we can do is change the entire station, except the name, 
and those people will stay and we'll target an entirely new audience. And every hand went up and said, wait a minute, we're going to go from playing um, kind of alternative rock to Ricky Martin and you think that people stay because of the name? Our research says they love that name. Yeah, but you can, you can love the name Apple and then start serving people big piles of crap and call it apples. It's the Shakespearean what's in a name. It's a rose by any other, but it's still a rose. You, you start giving them something that isn't a rose and you call it a rose, you're doing the opposite. I didn't we feel don't think it was too far of a stretch. Marty McCormick put his hand up and he said, we don't have an identity. That's why the station can't win. It doesn't matter what the name is. And the consultant actually said this, and everybody wanted to leave. I think that's the charm of this station, that it doesn't have an identity. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what people love. Well, you're really earning your check. Yeah, you, and he stuck around for eight months, Damn. and then everybody got canned. And he came you know, back and said, well, you know, it's because they didn't listen. Oh, they changed the logo. They changed it all. And then the best one was the promotion they did when I first started, my first month at the zone in 1996. They had a big campaign to send out plastic ears to people. What? Yeah. To listen. To listen. But it was this disturbing body parts in the mail campaign. And then it was awful. And the big giant plastic ears were just mailed out to people. And it just had the the zone printed on it? It didn't even have the the name of the station on it. Was it like the big Pee Wee Herman ear Uh that he he had? Yeah. Wow. And then Brilliant. And then the billboards went up and it said zone. And the O was supposed to be an ear, but it looked like a nugget of gold, <laughs> and none of it worked. And I'm like, I might be stumbling into the worst radio station of all time. And it was pretty close. It was it was a it was a pretty poorly run place. And I had been there for five years at the time. Yeah, when the ears went out. Yeah, when the the other one was the first annual Moonlight Bike Ride, which was the best thing ever. They spent a ton of money to promote this thing, and every year in Phoenix, we were going to have a big from bu- Denver because it was a huge yeah, bike the, ride St. Louis in Denver, and Denver. Yeah, and the Denver, girl yeah. that was there, her name was Renee. She had a huge lift, and she would tell everybody, "This is going to be great. We do this in St. Louis every year, and this is amazing." The consultants there think it's amazing. She was Jay Leno. <laughs> she did a commercial for us once because uh, you just need voices in the room. Can you read this? And we tried to get me, and my friend Colin, would make her read stuff, and we did one for uh, Glaxo Welcome. Because of her lisp, we knew it would be trouble, and it sounded like she was saying, blacks are welcome. <laughs> it was like the most <laughs> racist thing you've ever heard in your life. Come down, blacks are welcome. So uh, she comes up with the genius idea of doing the moonlight bike ride. I'm doing the mornings there, and the moonlight bike ride is supposed to go downtown Phoenix into Patriots Park. We'd sweep away all those homeless. Copper Square. That's a scary yeah. ride that back in the day. Horrifying back in 99. Uh, and we we're going to sweep away all the homeless. We're going to shoot them all dead. And then we're going to go down there on our bicycles, and we're going to ride around. Now, that was back before Phoenix even had residents downtown. You just stayed, you stayed away from it when the sun went down. They put out 50,000 flyers in the mail, uh, mailers, posters. 50,000. Like, man, they're serious about this. The only thing missing on the flyers was the date and the location. <laughs> And they hey, all look at what we're little doing. things. And the meeting we had about it was the consultant and our general manager and this idiot with the lisp, blacks are welcome, stood in front of us and said, I think it's a great thing that the dates aren't on it. It'll make people more curious. They'll have to listen They'll to the They'll have radio. to listen to the station to find out when. I'm like, no. The mystery is, ride. You guys have completely f- failed. That's supposed to be a beep. Completely failed. And, uh, <laughs> Perfect. And you're selling us a load of sh- It was great. So, anyway, going back to the Trump country thing. There's a bunch of those morons standing there in suits. Ties just a little crooked. Just staring at people, telling them, these are the greatest ideas of all time, and if you guys want to work. And, and morons will sit there and go, I'll just take the check. What do they need me to say? I remember we had a consultant in this building, actually, and it wasn't Fred Jacobs, but yeah. we had one guy come in, and he was telling us how important it was to read the newspaper yeah. before you get on the air. And it's oh, like, yeah. the newspaper? Where the hell do you get one of those anymore? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was those a big thing. Those are old standbys. When <laughs> I, I mean, first geez. got into radio, they were saying <laughs> yeah. that crap. It's so fun. Consultants in every business are like it's that. It's like though. Radio 101. Hey, by right. the way, that's what I want to do. Consultants, of course. Start a newspaper? Yeah, I want to start a newspaper and then consult them on how stupid it is. And the headline every day would be, this is pointless. (laughs) 
I want to be a consultant. You're losing. You haven't been to enough radio stations. I, though. I know, but I want to be a consultant for no, consultants. Doesn't He's matter. Got, got the years in the in the. Yeah, chair. I got the years ah, in the chair. Okay. I can go to small markets and tell them they're all going to get fired because yep. that's essentially what consultants do. <laughs> they come in and go, "Oh, we can try this." You're if you have a consultant in this business, you're fired a year later. Ask Mo. She had like five. <laughs> <laughs> You know what a consultant will get you? Is that a groaner? That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what a consultant will get you as a morning show host? A midday job. Yep. <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If they, yeah, if, if you've got Trip as a boss who's like, I don't want to get rid of her. She still needs to you know, have money. And he'll just move you. Well, your favorite morning show going to middays now. That's right. As the poster says. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, consultants. I have to think they're behind that move, too. All your right. favorite morning show is now no longer in the mornings. What? Why? <laughs> Wasn't doing very good. You're kind of dumb for liking it. It's essentially what the poster says. Now, ah, now I don't have to wake up until noon. Yeah, you know what's great? There's probably somebody. Somebody's on the freeway now. Yeah, and then it becomes the, the you know the the lazy person's morning show. The uh, um, there's somebody in their car right now driving to a meeting with a consultant in about 20 minutes. Every business that has turn just around hates them. Oh, it hates them. And the last thing, you know, I worked in Modesto for three years before I was fired in Modesto. And then I worked over in Reno. And then I was up there in uh, Carson City for a little while. I worked in Laramie. I worked, you've worked everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's how I got this job. Terrible. But I would work at, I would work for the next two weeks at Trump Country, Florida. Because that's the only time I'd listen to country music. Oh, I thought I was going to get killed in Sholo. I was sitting there, and a country song came on at the discount tire, and I turned to the guy next to me, and I'm like, it's just for dumb people. Oh. And I'm like, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> the record scratches. <laughs> yeah, you got to read the room, what man. What did you just say? That's Travis Tritt. Yeah, it sounds like he's singing to a bunch of people with head injuries. He's one of them gays. Look at his mask. Yeah, he gets you. <laughs> get you. Stupid gay mask on. Tell me Travis Tritt's for dumb people? No, I was kidding. I was just kidding. You've got a gun, I'm sure of it. Anyway, what do you got on the big board of uh, music over there? Uh, on the Action Ride Shop board, that we have... Consultants uh, would hate this, yes. too, by the way. Uh, we got the basics, 6 a.m., Static X, uh, Primus, Metallica. And then we get into the Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey songs, Boston, Dude. More Than a Feeling, <laughs> Billy Squire, The Stroke, oh, boy. ACDC, The Jack, uh, Pantera, Mouth for War, and Kiss, Love wow. Gun. No Michael Jackson? Yes. What, what's that one? Beat it. Beat it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, Come on. I didn't think it was. It's a very softball. It's <laughs> low-hanging fruit there. We apologize to the Action Ride Shop for the masturbation-themed morning. We didn't call it. The listeners came in with the masturbation-themed right. uh, show, so it's and not us. boy. I wonder if you could Action Ride Shop, uh, if you could do that during one of your rides. I'm going to tube in my next bike ride. I'm going to try to beat off and ride the bike on the mountain. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh no! Get your GoPro out, Brett. We're going. <laughs> we're going riding, buddy. Uh jeez, Louise. I really like that Boston song. For, it's a great song. It's a great it song. Is a you great don't want to hear Toledo's moaning it away. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey Tubin gets Billy Squires the stroke. That's happening. You're okay with the stroke, but not Boston. Yeah. What'd you get? Boston stinks. Oh, what? Wow. I'll take Boston, Boston any Boston's day over the most Squire. Overrated band in the world. Oh, you're wow. out of your mind. How are they overrated? They had two and a half albums. They had an album and a half. They had two and a half Corporate albums. Rock. They stink. Oh my god. Take <laughs> a lap. No, nope. <laughs> they took Squire over Boston, that. and you just had no problem with Billy Squire. Yeah. I'm not saying Billy's great. He's better than Boston. No. Hundred percent. No way. Ooh. What? That's wrong. Nope. It's his opinion. He's wrong. <laughs> nope. My opinion is he's completely and utterly wrong. You can't hate Boston. Hate. Boston. No way. You went to what an REO Speedwagon concert. What REO Speedwagon better than Boston? What? What friend was, was <laughs> I'm, the I'm, Boston? No, you're out of your mind on this one. Girl. That's crazy. What? What friend or what girl Just, was I've a Boston? Always hated him. Always. Yeah. The one time he saw his dad Friggin driving Amanda, down the street, Amanda, he was blasting. Okay, I'll give you Amanda stuff. Yeah, but, but that was in the that was, that like was in late eighties, and that was yeah. the one where they for, the record company forced them to do that yeah. third album, and they had stuff recorded. That first Boston album, there's not a skip on it. Toledo is, I agree. Yeah, Toledo's just, standing yeah, on the street the corner. Album. No, oh, no, you are out of your mind. <laughs> out of your mind. Toledo standing on the street corner in Billings, Montana, licking an ice cream. Bozeman. 
Bozeman, whatever. Who cares? Same place. <laughs> Licking an ice cream. It's all the same And a truck there. goes by with a guy with a gigantic head. More than a feeling. Coming out of the truck. <laughs> Did I hear that old song they used? Is that my dad? Licks his ice cream, falls off the cone, <laughs> right onto the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> dad hits I a puddle. <laughs> Gold mine. I I can't believe that I can't believe he said that. Kelly Squire over Boston. Yeah. Somebody just uh, Joe Cubello just said this is why we need less Toledo. Cut the mic. <laughs> it's because you have to remember the one time he saw his dad in person, it was blaring out of the the gold mine pickup truck, and his ice cream fell to the floor. Now see Marianne walk away an Ario Speedwagon. And he went to a Speedwagon concert. Was he forced to go, or was that by choice? That was Speedwagon, Sticks, and I forget. It was a triple. Yeah, Rich, who was the other one? It was Speedwagon. Sticks Foreigner? No, that wouldn't be that it was Sticks, it was sticks but, it was, but, the but it was Minus Dennis DeYoung, right? It was the new version? Minus Dennis DeYoung. Oh, well, Dennis DeYoung was there? No, no, no. Oh, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't play in the lights. No. <laughs> he has to do complete opaque shows. Drugged by the by the ex-wife because she wanted uh, to see Ario Speedwagon, who we thought was closing the show. Turns out they opened the show. We got there, heard, heard two songs from Ario Speedwagon, and here's come Sticks. Oh, oh she right. must have kicked your ass she after did. that Got a ear beating on the way home. That was going to happen regardless. Hundred percent. So <laughs> Listen, Pussy! Ankle. Oh. <laughs> we missed the best part, which I feel the exact same way about my life. I'm missing the best parts, wasting it with you. Oh, wait till what's to come. Oh, I'd dear. rather be in jail than spend another night with you. I'll hire my own pal. Oh, oh! Can't tune a piano, but you can tune a fish, yeah. you son of a. That's Ario Speedway. Tuna fish on the top of the prison talk. Yeah. <laughs> he's she... so pleased with himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's so, he gets so happy with himself with his bad fart he's face cut, jokes. He's a He's killed himself. He's his best audience. <laughs> When you used to fall asleep, like right as you kind of dozed off. Sleep? What's that? I mean, when you not just just a little bit of sleep, you start to doze off a little bit. The dawn just start going. Morning, I feel <laughs> No, she didn't like them either. Really? Yeah. Well, you had that in common. <laughs> they, they stink. <laughs> they don't stink. Stop it. That's Boston the base of a great marriage. Hating Boston together. <laughs> Yuck. Anyway, it's Billy Squire the Stroke for Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, exactly. This is one Toledo likes more than Boston. Could have been Boston. Could have been uh, Primus. Could have been anything. We went with Billy Squire the Stroke. Thanks, Toledo. It's only three minutes long. <laughs> I didn't worry. choose it. You assholes chose it. <laughs> he makes bad decisions. <laughs> oh, just wait, dear. Just dear. wait. Oh, that's such a pal. Yeah, that's dear. That's the female version of boss. Oh. It is kind of the girl version of boss, isn't mm-hmm. it? Just wait, dear. <laughs> Our country is facing a major crisis. We need to find out what, what what's causing it. K-U-P-D. The only thing better than a big truck is saving big. On a big truck. A truck that'll get you anywhere you want to go and help you get stuff done. Well, guess what? At Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can save big on every new Ram truck during the Ram Power Days. Going on now. Visit us at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 and Indian School Road or do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more.